0: Hey everyone, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. This is, of course, Tyler hanging out with you. Across the line from me is the Axel Rose of comic books, JP Jones. Hey everybody, what's up? That was perfect. That sounded. I. It was just like him. <laughs> yeah, we used to be
1: roommates until he found me.
0: So. Yeah, you've got uh, blonde cornrows too. I bet.
1: Uh, only today. I mean, I just. I just really felt it. I'm just going to try it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, how you doing, John? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. Um, last week. Just we, good? Yeah, just good. Um. Oh, damn. Just, I've been a little busy to really feel good. Great. You know?
1: Yeah. I hear you, man. Busy is always busy. is the name of the, uh, of the show that we work in. Yes. Busy is just the name
0: of what we do. Busy. Yep. I agree. Um. We've been busy. Yep. We had our buddy John Jesperson on the show last week, talking about his big um, announcement about Detective Comics 1000.
1: Yes, yeah. that was really great. Thank you again to JJ and um, um, you know Doug. Doug wasn't on the show, but thanks to to Doug for um, setting things up and doing 1000 and being such a consummate professional as he is. So uh, we're happy to talk to JJ at any time, and we're just happy to have that relationship. I think moving forward.
0: I think we're going to make it a semi-regular thing to have JJ on. Um, maybe just as an update of what's going on uh, for someone in the comic industry from a different angle, you know?
1: Yeah, as long as he's got the time, we've got the inclination. So.
0: Yeah, and um, so if you didn't tune in last week, listen to that episode. Um, we had the announcement that Doug Mankey is going to be in Rainbow Comics Cards and Collectibles in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, April 27th. The day Detective Comics One Thousand drops,
1: you're damn right he is. So six p.m. to eight p.m. He's going to be signing the book. Uh, it's a great chance to get a book signed on release day by one of the primary artists. Uh, he pretty much did most of the interiors, and he's been working his butt off uh, leading up to One Thousand as well. So yeah, uh, it's going to be really, really great to have him there. Really, really great to uh, move forward and see what else we can accomplish with uh, with Doug in the future.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, we're going to have that episode will be the recorded version of the live stream we're going to do on Rainbow's Facebook. Is that correct?
1: Uh, we're going to have a small one. Um, you know, I, I had been wishing and watching back and forth on what to do, and I just... I'd really hate to eat up a lot of Doug's time and a lot of customers' time by just like holding him down to a podcast and a live show. Right. So we're really going to play it by ear. If there's a long line uh-huh. of people waiting, yep, I'm going to just scrap it and um, uh, set the camera up and just live stream signing. But if there's nobody there yet or like you know people are moving and want to wait, then we'll do it. I'm just again, I'm kind of playing it by ear. So oh, okay, we sh- we shall see. We oh, shall see. All I mean. Right. Uh, news on our side is we will eventually have Doug on the show for just this show. Like yeah. just a whole episode of Doug and us and possibly JJ as well. So, right. Um, so I think so look forward to that.
0: I think that was an idea that uh, I thought that was a really good idea. If we could have all four of us on at the same time, um, the only issue would be making sure we're not talking over each other, but I, I think it would be uh, so much fun.
1: Yeah, I think it would work out really well if we could get, um, maybe just, just Doug on the phone and then JJ sitting with us. And then, um, that way we have our round table and only Doug. So we only have one person on the phone line Yeah, and it would, it would prevent a lot of, uh, over talk from people, but yeah. well, again, that's something we'll work on in the future. But yes, I mean, the big thing is Doug is coming to rainbow. Uh, he'll be signing detective 1000 in store day of release, uh, I mean, how often do you get to do something like that in South Dakota? Uh, the answer is never. So oh, yeah. you should come to it. It's uh, the 27th of March, and 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. he's going to be there. Don't worry about the time frame. It's only two hours. Don't think it's going to be a super long line in terms of waiting. Uh, he's literally just signing and moving, signing, move, signing, move, sign, move, sign, move. So yep. it'll be very quick. It'll
0: be quick. Yeah. Um, but you'll, we... you'll get a copy signed yeah um we hit on all this stuff last week so let's move on to comics please
1: let Uh, us talk about books this week there were some there were such great books you hated one of them
0: uh yeah should we start with that we can start with that okay ronan island uh came out two weeks ago but i just read it Uh, yeah
1: we uh had a small um small amount of them that her first week and then i pretty much sold all of them that week because i was like "Ooh, i know six people that would like these boom 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 it's
0: gone yeah boom studios ronan island number one uh written by greg, greg Pock and okay i'm gonna butcher this name for the artist butcher it up baby uh, giannis milo Giannis. i think that was
1: a really good attempt
0: and then irma navilla Anywho, sorry if uh, you know any of those people or you are those people. I butchered your name. Um, <clears throat> okay, this is you know, this had the potential to be really cool as a, as a samurai book. I suppose, that's why, then? I suppose that's why you pushed it on people, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean uh, it's got the samurai angle going for it. It's got the anime angle going for it. Um, I thought there was a, an avatar-esque quality to it. Not the movie, the show um i I actually uh enjoyed the book i know i think i know why you're hating it or why you did not like it um but i'm prepared to make a case and defend it
0: okay tell me why what you think
1: i think uh i think honestly um you probably didn't like it because it's there's nothing happens in issue number one other than a little bit of teen angst and then, right at the last page, you get uh, some demons, and like literally, like that's there's no buildup. It's like, hey, we're running around doing this race to see who's better. High school kid, kid, teen drama, and then yep. all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we got to fight these demons. Let's go! Yeah.
0: Uh, so the all around, I thought the writing was terrible. I um, I like the anime aspect of the artwork. It did have that. Kind of feel to it, um, but the dialogue between characters was so cheesy. It was almost like a middle school kid wrote it. Um, that's harsh. Uh, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I that's all I could think about was going. Oh my god, this is so. It's. It was like reading a book written for middle school kids. Ouch. What it, you liked it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. I just, I
1: understand where you're coming from because yeah, I mean, it's a slow burn. Like I think this book will read and, um, play a lot better to a graphic novel sensibility. Um, cause yeah, I mean, right when you get to that, um, all, that, you know, the reveal at the end where the, you know, they're being rushed by demons, it's like there was no buildup for these demons, no buildup whatsoever. So,
0: yeah, that was... I get
1: it. I get your frustration.
0: That was really weird um, going from... They came out of nowhere. Yeah, they went on this race, and then, like you said, boom, there's demons there, um, and I don't know. It just was so weird. Yeah, like,
1: I, I feel you, but I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to move forward with it. I'm ready to try it and see what happens. I just... I have high hopes for the end game in this book
0: i i don't i won't be continuing it's not That's for me. it's not for me the anime angle of it is while a creative idea it's not my cup of tea didn't work for you no i mean i would rather be see these pictures moving like in an anime as opposed to um static stagnant, like, the like they are yeah
1: yeah, and it, that's that's kind of the the big thing I think on the book. I mean, I think anime fans will both love and hate it, um, just for that aspect. It has the anime art, but anime does lend itself better to motion animation, where um, static images are, are a lot tougher. So, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. I, I, I'm game, though. I'm ready to. I'm ready to rock out with this book. You'll give. I'm, you'll I'm gonna, give.
0: You'll give it another issue. I'm gonna keep going.
1: I, I I think it's a cool idea, and um, I like the whole. Um, younger generation, but older traditions have to like work together to yeah, come to a, a saving of this of this island and of this culture. So, um, so that's the angle I've been looking at it at in terms of you know.
0: So for what those, I saw. those that haven't read it, the plot is the elder grandmother character uh, finds it very important that the family traditions and myths and things like that get passed on. And, um, she's trying to instill it in this younger generation who go, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, it's, um, it's the juxtaposition of the old versus the new, but trying to get the new to understand the old while also still retaining their young, um, they're young minds that think differently and think in new ways. Yeah. So uh, and it it's very nuanced in that in that aspect. Right. That is not something that comes across that you would just get right away, by just looking at this book.
0: I really um, I will say this. Uh, I loved the cover. Yeah. Uh, the,
1: and so the cover is, is very deceiving.
0: Yeah, the cover. I loved it. It was great. I loved the brown tones with the red uh, Japanese characters in the middle. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really great.
1: <clears throat> i agree i couldn't agree more I, I love the cover and that's what i'm i kind of i hate to say that the cover is what's doing it for me but that is where i see this book going i see the apocalypse on the horizon i see the threat that they're going to be dealing with yep and i i feel like there will be a payoff later and um Yeah, I think, again, this book is going to lend itself a lot better to a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Um, Sensibility, reading it in that is going to be a lot better, but we'll see. See what happens.
0: Right. Um, So, uh, Ronan Island, Boom Studios, number one. Go pick it up. Um, You know, We've kind of given you a a divided review here. Um, Yes, Tyler and I
1: disagree, but uh, I think you should try it.
0: Yeah, uh, go check it out for yourself. I I particularly didn't like the writing, but that doesn't mean – It's not your thing, so.
1: Exactly. uh, That's what That's what being a fan of comics in general and, like, just stuff in general and what we do, it's like, that's just, you know, it's part of it, is liking what you like.
0: And if you don't like it, that's cool. Yep. No no problem. Exactly. Um, Hey, what else did you read this week?
1: I read Oblivion Song, uh, which was stellar, stellar, stellar. You know, always. Um, I mean, Man, Robert Kirkman's on top of his game with that book, just killing it.
0: Yeah, so right off the bat, you get one of these creatures that um it turns out they're they're trying to um capture it in one of their It's almost like Jurassic Park when they had the the dinosaurs in the boxes, remember that? Yeah. It, this scene reminds me of that. These guys um catching um a few of the I don't even know what you call them beings. I guess they're uh, just
1: yeah, they're just creatures at this point.
0: Yeah, and then uh, we flip the page and it's, we find out it's actually three years later.
1: Yeah, I loved I loved the time jump there. I think that's great. It introduces a lot more ideas. These characters and their agendas have aged and matured. Yeah. Um, also, uh, a nice big reveal and collector's corner on this. Uh, I think everybody should be jumping on this issue. Is, Brand brand new characters right away, instant like this is this is Marco. You know, we've never seen Marco before. We've never heard Marco before. The operation of Oblivion has really gone full strength, and now people believe Nathan that this world is something that we can we can harvest and we can go through. We can research, and uh, um, the government is less interested as a weapon and more interested in in um, scientific discovery and what we can do. And there's been found a new foundation set up with research of uh, biometrics and different things, uh, the flora and fauna of Oblivion being used to cure illnesses in our world, and it's working. And uh, there's a lot of traction behind this, and yeah, the whole the whole idea has been has exploded into um, something good rather than something ominous and evil.
0: Right, right. Um, and then when we catch back up with Nathan, he's actually finishing his prison term.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. I love that too. He did his time. Yep. He went he did the American thing. He he knew he did wrong. Yep. So he went to serve his time.
0: Yep. Um, he's kind of a model pr- prisoner. He um, helps out the other prisoners when he can. Uh, yeah,
1: I like that, too. Everyone's like everyone who passes by him or that he passes by he's
0: like Nathan, Nathan,
1: yep. my alarm clock's not working anymore. Can you fix it? Yeah, I'll look at it later, Tony. Yep.
0: Uh, I like that. You know, people kind of look up to him um, uh, as uh, a, a friend, you know. And yep. you don't normally see that from in prison um, stories, whether it's TV or comic books. Um, well, not really, no. So I was kind of surprised by that. It didn't open up to Nathan um, getting, you know, a horrible shower. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> whoa, he's not getting uh, Andy Dufresne in the bathroom. Yeah, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> and then Andy Dufresne was promptly raped. Um, <laughs> Okay, (laughs) that's enough
0: about Andy Dufresne, or or on American History X, right? That was even worse. Oof,
1: that's the worst one. I mean, that one's bad.
0: That one is a bad shower scene.
1: Yeah, that's that's rough. (laughs) That's a bad mental images are happening right now.
0: Right. So uh, Nathan is out of um, prison, and he meets back up with John. Please forgive me. What's her name? Uh, Right when he gets out of prison. Uh, they make that joke about that she only did a year and he had to do three.
1: Oh, I, I honestly can't remember her name either. Uh, I was more, I was more like uh, jazzed about the new characters. So I was like, right. really like,
0: Oh, new people, Marco.
1: Like that's, <laughs> so that's what I wanted to bring to today's episode of like,
0: I remember Marco's name. <laughs> Not just Marco. Um, a little ways later, little while later, the guy with one eye. Yep. Um, yeah. He's a new character. Um, I just trying to find his name.
1: You're fine, man. Take your time. Uh,
0: anyway, so with Marco, we find out later that he actually was on the Earth side for a while before he came yes. out. Before he decided to switch sides.
1: Well, he just he's he's working and doing um, research and working for this project, and he kind of jumps. He's he's the new Nathan right now. He's he's going back and forth between Earth and Oblivion um, to secure stuff. Yep.
0: You know? Yep.
1: Uh, And I I also like the fact that um, the doctor, the black doctor who started in Oblivion and Nathan rescued him, uh, him and his former wife have uh, created this um, foundation. Uh, That's the people who are doing the scientific research, research for medical purposes. And I loved that they are producing it together, or showing that they have support for it together. But then when they get off stage, because there's like a benefit that's happening, they actually go to their respective partners, like right in yep. the back, like that um, was. Fun. She's with her new. She's with her old guy, and he's with a new girl. So yeah, that is funny. They moved on.
0: They both split off once they get off stage. That was kind of a funny panel.
1: Well, I liked that because it just shows growth in the characters. Like, hey. I get it. We both went through this really crazy circumstance. We were involved, but we had people, you know, you had a person back home and I'm accepting that you need to go back to your husband and I'll forge my own way.
0: Um, it's my- a,
1: it's a very mature take on that character. It's a, it's a mature decision.
0: Right. Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, the scene that I was referring to with, um, this new character, we has got a patch over his eye, his name is Dane. And then, um, we have another couple characters of Jill and Derek. Yep. Um,
1: So there's a lot of new characters in this first issue. So um, honestly, if this gains any traction moving forward, uh, this is going to be a big issue just for those, those appearances alone.
0: Yeah, exactly. So while they're out there, um, I assume gathering and hunting, um, they hear a scream um, of someone saying, help, I'm scared, help me. And when they get to it, um, spoiler, it uh, is a faceless humanoid thing that we saw at the end of a previous issue. It's a
1: being, yes. Um, I really like the ramp up here, uh, the the new threat that's arisen. This has a very Walking Dead-esque quality to it. You know, Walking Dead moves from uh, threat to threat and um, new villain to new villain. Yep. And um, in the first story arc, the threat was really oblivion itself. And um the world of oblivion and the idea of oblivion and the whole happening of the uh, what do they call it maybe like the transference or the whatever um, that was the real villain of the first story was was oblivion itself now we've moved on and accepted that oblivion exists and oblivion is there and um, we've got these new creatures that are sentient they' they they we don't know their agenda but they're definitely not. Um, Passive to humans. So,
0: yeah, we'll uh, see what happens moving forward. I I take this as um, not a real distress call, but more so a trap.
1: Yeah, and that's what they were doing. Uh, They were learning the English language in that end of the uh, issue prior.
0: Yeah, that's right. They were learning
1: how to speak uh, English. It was because it was torturing this guy, and his pleads for help were met with just the creature Mockingly imitating him, and just he was basically using him as a voice box, like, teach me your language. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I'm just going to torture you and mimic your sounds.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's how that issue ended with, um, the, our new characters looking at this entity going, uh, what the fuck? What
1: do we do now? Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this moving forward. Uh, You know, we've been on Oblivion Song for a while, we've been, um, since the beginning, reading it since, since the beginning, and, um, i've just been so impressed with it and i just this is the answer to anybody who's tired of the walking dead you know um yes it's still robert kirkman and it's still his great storytelling and um his telling the human tale within the monster story is still present and it's it's there but this moves at a breakneck speed uh, every issue tells a lot of story it it doesn't uh, skimp on the um moving forward of the timelines and um, agendas of people. Uh, this is the answer to the slow burn that walking dead is.
0: I, I agree 100%. And if you want even faster, you should go read Die, Die, Die.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. Die, Die, Die is the answer to both comics. If you're not into the storytelling, you just want the blood, guts, gore, violence, sex, drugs, rock and roll, baby, then go read Die, 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 die which is also a great read by Robert Kirkland. There,
0: There's some story there, uh, but it moves. There super- is, there it, is.
1: It's, it's there if you're looking for it I mean it's, it's there's some political intrigue and some stuff but I mean it's not uh, um, it's less veiled in shadow and more veiled in blood and guts
0: oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah the the point of this comic book is pure action um, yeah whereas oblivion song is building a world here connected to our own now and being able to play around in that you know when you create a whole new world, uh, the is the limit as far as what you can do with that.
1: Well, and the, you know, you say build a whole new world. Well, sh- build two whole new worlds. That's what he's done here. Isn't it? I mean, not, a, not only is he building, um, uh, a fictional, our place, he's building a fictional other place too. Well,
0: saying. yeah, I was referring to oblivion. Um, Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, being connected to earth, you know? Yeah. But um yeah, get out there read Oblivion song. Uh we're up to Please,
1: you. read Oblivion song. There's a lot of trade paperbacks out there now. Volume 1 and Volume 2 are both out so you can get caught up to the story really quick and then uh while you're picking up Volume 1, Volume 2, pick up this next issue. It's yeah. it's it's awesome.
0: If you yeah, if you want to jump on issue 13, it's the start of Volume 3. Um, pick it up because like JP said um few new characters. This is probably going to be a choice issue down the down the road, I think.
1: I I absolutely agree I think it's going to be a key issue moving forward because it's not only starting that new arc but we're getting so many new faces
0: right right um yep. okay, let's talk about the Grim Knight. We're going to jump over to DC. Um and, you know, we don't usually cover the big two, but we're going to make an exception for these uh Batman Who Laughs titles, spin-offs from the yeah. regular Batman series.
1: Yeah.
0: Um if you don't know who the Grim Knight is, he's a Batman um that isn't afraid to kill. Um, yeah. We find out what Sorry, I'm excited. We find out what's happened in his past so that Bruce Wayne doesn't have that um, that mental barrier of can't kill, you know. Yup. So, uh, why don't you start us off, JP? You loved this issue. I liked it. Yes, I, I liked it a lot.
1: Uh, the Grim Knight is. Um, it is. It is a one shot within the uh, Batman Who Laughs storyline, which is going to be a six issue miniseries. But for a one shot, this was not a throwaway cash grab. This was. This had thought. This had. Uh, reasoning. This had a lot of cool backstory behind this Grim Knight character. I,
0: for a one shot, I loved it. I, I mean, it was it was packed full of backstory, packed full of current story. Um, I, I just thought it was really well written. Zach, the uh, Scott Snyder, um, he pulls out all the stops here.
1: Yeah, and the art, I mean, the the juxtaposition of the art from um, The the Grim Knight's Homeworld and regular Gotham is great. Uh, It it gives the showcase of the talents of two different artists uh, telling the the same story but going for the same... or telling two different stories, really, but going for the same goal. Um, And that's what I really liked about it because the flashbacks are told in this more like oil painting. Uh, So you really know when you're looking at... um, Gr- Grim Knight's world, Grim Knight's Gotham, and you know when you're looking at our Bruce Wayne's Gotham. And uh, that's, uh, again, you know, we're kind of moving from one story from Oblivion Song into this, but uh, the idea is a lot uh, very similar in terms of two worlds oh, colliding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Batman Who Lasts is actually more than, more than two worlds. It's... Whew, who knows? Who it's knows? I- at, at least
0: ten. It's infinite.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it is infinite. You're right. It's infinite. There's so many, and uh, that's the beauty of it. Anything can happen. And that's why um, I'm I'm so impressed with this Batman Who Laughs and uh, the Grim Knight. Is anything can happen at the drop of a hat. It's not something you've read before. Um, I really enjoy what DC is doing with this multiverse. So read it. Yeah. It's so it's so worth it.
0: Yeah, if you've been under a rock, the Grim Knight was recruited by the Batman Who Laughs uh, to help take down all the other Batman. uh, And they are um, currently in the regular Batman universe, and they've got Gordon kidnapped. They think that he's going to help them achieve their goals. Um, I don't really—let me follow here. I don't really understand what they were going to use Gordon for, though
1: they um the reason that they grabbed gordon and not just killed batman right there like killed bruce wayne right there is um they want to stop bruce wayne or batman from uh, his contingency plan to stop this with the uh, water reserves yeah and um in the last issue of uh batman who laughs yes um uh, Batman revealed that Gordon was the only other person that uh that was able to open this secret base or secret door
0: that's right um, that's okay. so
1: he had like a DNA thing or like a finger scan or something you know eye scan or something because he said Jim Gordon is the only person who can help open it. that's right he was he's ta- the only person I trusted,
0: yeah, he was talking to Jim Gordon jr who we thought yeah. who we thought they were gonna recruit to help them and that was kind of cool. You know, they thought that it was going to be Jimmy Jr that was going to be the one kidnapped. And No,
1: but it's senior.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I agree. I really like the flashbacks and this painterly style of um the artwork and it makes it really nice for when it jumps between timelines.
1: Well, it also um I really love that they delve into the psychology of this Batman. He's not, he's more than just a Batman who kills. I mean, that is essentially black and white what he is. Yeah. But he's a Batman that just, he's
0: like the Punisher. I mean, if you can, he is.
1: Yeah. He's the Punisher to a sense of like way more to the max. Like, um, he set up this, global network, or not global network, he set up satellite networks to look over Gotham. Uh-huh. He's changed Gotham not only into a place that he protects, he's he's actually using the city as a weapon. Uh, he's got ev- all the security cameras, all the surveillance. Anytime you move, anytime you breathe, anytime you say something, Batman knows. And he's become not only this menace to uh, crime society, He's become a menace to society itself, almost to the point where people worship him like, okay, we can't say anything about the Batman, because the Batman's always listening. He's like, a, he's like a super murdery Santa Claus.
0: Yeah. Yep, you better be good, because you don't know when he's watching.
1: Exactly. You better be good, because Batman come kill you in the middle of the night. Yeah, he's so that a, is great
0: I think so I think it's a really like we were talking about having um, a new way to tell Batman stories and yeah. this is you know it kind of reminds me of um, Elseworlds or um, what's that um, thing they used to do in Marvel um, What If, those what, g- if? Yeah, what If yeah those What If which actually
1: are- uh, the What If comics are getting some more traction here as Disney uh, continues to move ahead with its streaming service sounds like uh what if is actually going to be one of their shows
0: oh that'd be cool yep they could tell completely original stories that way Um, absolutely and and not
1: have to worry about continuity and where this fits in they could just do whatever the heck they want
0: exactly yep it's a great idea agreed um so this uh is a one shot are they going to do any more one shots within the continuity of the batman who laughs
1: I don't know. I'd like to see more. We still don't really know much about this Batman Who Laughs character other than that he's just the ultimate evil version. Well, um, cause this, but I think that... Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, this story is continued uh, in the Batman Who Laughs number four next week when that comes out.
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, this this is a nice little um, extra credit read. I wouldn't say it's essential reading, but uh, in terms of the Batman The Grim Knight, it is essential reading. The Batman Who Laughs is not essential um, but I think that's also the great, the greatness of that character is, um, we don't know where he came from. We don't know, you know, a lot about him. Um, you know, it's, it's like the original Joker, you know, and you look back at it, you, the beauty and the style of that character was because he was such an enigma and such a, uh, an interesting, just crazy character that you didn't, you that didn't you, know
0: that you didn't know. Yeah. Um, even when you watch, um, the, or read the um the killing joke you still don't find out i mean it's still really right. it's still ambiguous uh who he is uh who was he before the red hood they never say his name um I, I just think the joker enigma is kind of played out um but as they go and kind of use that with these batman guys and they can start over you know
1: Exactly, and th- that mystique is back, and it's it's awesome to read it. It's awesome to feel it. It's a, it's awesome to experience it from the ground level rather than going back and experiencing it on a Joker level because it's been done so much. It's been done so many times.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, That's what. So I was now to we're say. works.
1: Yeah, we're experiencing a renaissance of a character that is like the Joker, uh, in a modern day setting, and it's really cool as a comic fan to read that firsthand mm-hmm. rather than get it secondhand. So, yep, I'm really liking it. And uh, you should definitely be reading both Batman Last and go pick up a Grim Knight if you can. Pick up the Dell Auto variant. The Dell Auto variant was really really sick.
0: Uh, I don't know. Did I get one of those in your box? Did I throw uh, one of those? In no, mind? the one I have is. Well, let's see here. The one I have it
1: just says Grim Knight on it, and he's there with the cape and black and red, basically.
0: Yeah, and he's holding two guns out. It looks kind of kind of reminds me of a Spawn cover a little bit. Uh, but and then on the left hand side, there's some bats. So I don't think, sure. I don't okay. think this is the auto cover.
1: No, you would know because the Del Auto one is really no. This um, is the Jock cover. Gotcha. And Jock does a good job too. I like Jock's art, but uh, the Del Auto variant is where it's at. Um, sorry, I didn't get you one of those. Oh, uh, it's okay. Um, that is definitely the one to track down if you can get it. But uh, if you can just get the you know any cover, just just read the book.
0: So is uh you know from a person looking to buy this book on spec to make a, a buck or two, should they pick up the Del Auto cover? Um, I oh. would say the Del
1: Auto one long term might be one that people are sought after for this issue. Um, yeah. The real one you're going to want to look out for in terms of if you're looking for spec is uh, going to be um, Batman Who Last Number 1. Oh yeah. Because that Batman Who Last Number 1 is where the Grim Knight actually first appears.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So, so that's going to be your spec book. I would say long-term, slow burn people, you know, gaining steam. Yeah, I think Grim Knight, um, the Delato, is the one to look for. Uh-huh. But the real winner is going to be um, Batman Who Laughs, number one.
0: Okay. Um, hey, I have got one book left here. I've got Little Bird. Do you have any, Do you have anything else that you've got that you read? No,
1: no, man. It was kind of a small week for me. I, I read Little Bird as well, and. Um, that was it i was i was uh, pretty pretty short
0: yeah short but, and sweet so uh before we j- launch into that you want to tell us about our sponsor
1: yes please uh our sponsor is rainbow comics cards and collectibles they're of two locations they're located at 3310 south minnesota avenue in sioux Falls, south dakota and 1501 pine lake road suite 17 in lincoln nebraska go down to see tim and the guys down there doing a great job for us but uh yeah come on down and reveal your hero rainbow baby
0: All right. Um, So, Little Bird. um, This book is out on Image. Written. What'd you think, dude? Well, it totally surprised me. With with the first page, I was thinking this was going to be a Native American book, uh, Uh but it went totally somewhere else by the end. Yup. So, um, written by Darcy Van Polgeist and in Bertram Matt Hollingsworth. God, you're good at
1: reading today. You get a gold star on your chart.
0: I don't think I've heard of any of these people. So they're they're, no, they're new, man. They're refreshed. New to the scene. New to the scene. They have got a mashup genre book here.
1: This is incredible. I bought two copies. Did you? Uh, yeah, just because I I uh not because of a spec thing, I just I did not want to disgrace one by reading it too many times. I read this book four times. Really? Yeah. I,
0: I read it through twice because I was a little um I thought I missed some stuff when I got to the end.
1: Um, oh you did. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I've so I've read it twice. Um so right off the bat we're in Canada and we are with some of the original people um that settled Canada before the Europeans came. And Little Bird is one of the characters that we meet right off the bat. She's hustled right out of the area and put in a little bunker. Um, so, tell us about yes, this. Tell us about this attack that's coming. That why they're hiding her.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know everything about this book. I'm not going to be the authority on this book. I mean, it's still issue number one. I have a lot of questions myself. Yeah. But really, uh, what I love about the attack, this this attack, is. Is Canada just got wiped off the map? Like, I mean, um, um, I, I'm not sure where the city they're at. It must have been a capital city of Montreal or something, uh-huh. a large city with a lot of people. Uh-huh. It got like bombed, nuked, like desolate wasteland. Like, because Little Bird comes out and everything is just completely barren. Gone. The whole town is just gone. gone. It's all burned. Um, um, and yeah, like you said, this book starts off like a very Last of the Mohicans kind of uh, feel to it with uh, yep, yep, a yep. lot of uh, Native American inspiration with the face paint and the the gear that they're wearing, uh, but turns into this really crazy psychological anti-religious, anti-government satire political boy. It's
0: crazy. Yeah,
1: it's like uh, so- it's like. Yeah,
0: go ahead the fur so you think that we are you know maybe in the 1800s 1700s uh, I don't
1: think so I think we're very far
0: in the future well this was this was uh the fur my first page where I had that feeling then by the like way oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah by yep. pa- by page four the mom is holding this huge wristwatch I mean the the face on this wristwatch is the size of her palm and yeah, it's giant yeah and so I'm going what's that all about then when the when little bird comes out of her bomb shelter, she finds a helmet that's playing a video.
1: Yeah, it's like a really weird like. Uh, this book is also like, um, man, it's, it's like like I said, it's one a, it's a one part like heavy metal, one part priest, one part preacher, one part Dune. Yeah, uh, there's so many cool things happening in this book. I would say this book is not for the faint of heart in terms of uh, religious aspects. If you have strong political beliefs or religious beliefs, I think you're going to be a little, um, I wouldn't say offended. I would say more just shocked by the imagery Uh because there's some imagery there that's very, I mean, the American flag has been um, one of the images that the American flag has.
0: Um, it's yeah, the, the
1: fifty stars are gone and been replaced by the cross.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then it's, uh, the new—that's the, the new capital is New Vatican in the United Nations of America. Yeah. Um, okay, one of the things that I thought was gross was this <laughs> was this tub that um, the I don't know what he is, but this—he's like a
1: high—he's like the high priest, supreme leader, president. Yeah. dictator. I mean, they, that's what he... It's 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 crazy.
0: All of that. But this tub seems to have tendrils coming off of it.
1: I, I don't really... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gross. He's taking a bath in, like, this bloody pool. Yeah. Uh, and what's holding the bloody pool together is these just some type of organic material that looks like tentacle umbilical cords. It's yeah. gross.
0: Yeah, umbilical cords is a good way to put it.
1: He's being he's being serviced by um, these altar boys right that float in the air that are kind of like if you're a fan of Warhammer speaking of Warhammer I went down to Sioux City this weekend it was awesome uh, I played in a Warhammer tournament awesome nice. uh, but anyway it's uh they're almost like servitors and servitors in Warhammer are li- little like skull machines that fly around and float around and like service their space Marines and like help them clean their armor and get into their suits. And these are so like little religious servitors. Is what right. They
0: are. These little altar boys are creepy. They, they, they're completely, they, are. they all look identical. They have no hair.
1: They look like, they look like one punch man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they, <laughs> do you know what, do you even know what one punch man is?
0: Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately. Yeah. But, <laughs> that was not a big anime thing. They have these same faces. They're just, yeah, they're creepy.
1: They're creepy, and they're. The,
0: I, I again, I think it's
1: um, people who are more religiously inclined or have strong religious beliefs are going to be a little shocked by some of the imagery here because it's it's supposed to be a middle finger to that society and it's supposed to be a uh, like this is this is this it's like the ultimate alternate dimension bad religion thing you know what I mean yeah like there's I guarantee you the creator has very some very strong religious beliefs
0: yeah um I'm gonna read it again it's one of those books that um you don't just read once because there's nah, it's there's, very
1: profound and crazy
0: yeah um so when you get to the end you go what the fuck did I just read and then yeah
1: I'd love to get into more of it but I really think it's a book that rather than just Describe. It, I think you just got to experience it. It's just one of
0: those books. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, this is the honest truth. I don't know if I like it or dislike it. I'm I, I
1: absolutely loved it. I'm I am so happy with it. Like like I said, I after I read it, I went to go grab another copy because I was like, I I want to have just a prime copy just to hold on to and just not read because I just I loved it that much. Do you think I that- believe in this creative the creative of. Um, Creative storytelling of uh, the person writing
0: it. There's a really great character um, in here called the Axe. And, yes, and uh, he is his backstory. You get to see a little bit, which I thought was great. Um, the, yep. ca- the character building of him and Little Bird is really cool.
1: Yeah, and like I said, it's just the style here is just so crazy and nuts. Like it is. It really. You know, we, we talked earlier about reading. Um, grim night and exp- and and uh batman laughs and experiencing um the enigma that is the joker in a whole new kind of way uh-huh. this is like ex- this is like grabbing um 300 off the shelf and reading it for the first time you know what i mean like and experiencing it
0: with no uh, with no with no forewarning right with
1: yeah with no like aforementioned of like hey this is one of the best graphic novels if you're like into like frank miller stuff or you know if you're into certain mm-hmm. things like this is this is so badass, like it's crazy it's cool such an experience type of book you gotta experience it go read little bird it's awesome i love it It's starting to gain some heat though too i think uh um quickly this book is going to gain a lot of heat
0: i love how you're saying get out there and read it you're saying get out there and experience it
1: yeah you feel like that's kind of what
0: this book is you, you feel like it transcends reading a comic book right i mean it's it's more of like you said an experience
1: I do. I really do. I think the ideas here are very. Um, it's profound. I, this is a this. It's profound, but I, and I hate to say this, it's kind of a bourgeois word, but it's very. Uh, it's very. God, I lost my word now. Uh, it's bougie. It's very. No, it's very avant garde. Yeah. It's because it's it's heady, but not heady to the point where you're just like you're not sure what's going on. Because I mean, there's. Yes, you do know. You do. You don't, you do not know what's going on, but the book has a way of like, I don't know. It's just the creative style of this book is just super. Did
0: you ever, did you ever read Wasteland when that was coming out? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Wasteland. This has that same feel in that you don't know what kind of world we're in yet. Even by the end of this issue, we still don't really real, you know, get the full picture of the, um, the fictional world that we're in yeah i totally
1: agree with that i totally agree with that uh i i liked uh i remember when wasteland was coming out that was a really intense crazy world building book that had some awesome awesome
0: it's so um, sad because that theme's book, going for that it that book just ended no end i mean they just canceled it and yeah uh, yep. we so, can only imagine so there was no ending to it it went for like 11 trades uh that i've got on my shelf and that was it
1: And it's just, yeah, that's your Firefly. Like, it's just never going to get completed.
0: Yeah, it is. It is my Firefly. Anyway. (laughs) Now (laughs) you just made me sad all over again for Firefly.
1: I know. But, Uh, hey, Firefly had a good ending with uh, Serenity.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: And Firefly lives on in the comics. Uh, Speaking of, this week you can actually pick up Firefly Bad Company, number one comes out this Wednesday at Rainbow. If you can pick it up at any location, both locations are going to carry it.
0: Oh, What else is coming out this week? Um,
1: um, this week, I think a big, big, big one to look out for. Everybody be on high alert. Um, uh, two Spider-Man books are going to be a big grab this week, and you never hear that from me. Uh, but two Spider-Man books are going to be big. Uh, one is Spider-Man Life Story by Chip Zdarsky. I think that's going to be incredible. Uh, It takes Spider-Man into our world. He exists in our reality. It's not that that's not been done before. This is tackling it in a different way. Uh, It's a six-issue mini, uh, but it it ages Spider-Man real-time. Each issue is going to start in a decade and and move forward. So the first one is going to be in 1960s. So what's happening in 1960s in American culture? The Vietnam War. So it tackles...
0: Uh, yeah go ahead
1: no I'm sorry uh, it it, uh, it tackles spider-man being a US citizen and does he participate in a war you know he is a US citizen and, and the draft is happening he is part of the us. So is he going to support the war or is he going to take a Muhammad Ali stance on it and be like, no, I'm not going to fight. So it's going to be really interesting. And each issue is going to progress and deal with the times. So we're starting off in the 60s, issue two, 70s, 80s, 90s today and the 2010s uh, finishing it up. And he's going to age each decade.
0: that's awesome. um, Yeah, it's
1: going to be really big.
0: What's the other Spider-Man book? The
1: other Spider-Man book that's coming out this week is Spider-Man. It's actually called Marvel's Spider-Man. It's called City at War. Uh, It's actually based off of the PlayStation 4 game world. Oh, oh, cool. So bringing uh, that character from the video games and giving him his own story and uh, expanding on the PS4-verse. It's already been... um, The PS4 Spider-Man has already been in comic continuity prior with uh, the Spider Verse and Edge of Spider Verse and a lot of other uh, tie-ins there when that was all happening, mm-hmm. but this is his first debut series where it is t- wholly taking place in the PS4 Spider-Man universe. So I think this is going to be a great one to grab uh, for any fan of that video game, and also just um, a cultural-wise, it's another game character jumping into main continuity of
0: comics yeah um, so yeah throw a couple of those in my box JP definitely want those um, oh yeah throw yeah throw each one of them in there and uh, for all of you out there get to your local comic book store and pick up some of the stuff we're talking about uh, we have one fan from um, New Jersey uh Vernon who is uh constantly telling us whether he likes something or dislikes something that we've talked about on the show and that's exactly why we do this so that more people read comic books uh for the sake of reading comic books and they don't just do it um t- to be ironic you know
1: right absolutely it's definitely something that's uh Jay uh, Jefferson in the last week's episode really talked about it. Hits nail on the head with uh, comics. Used to be counterculture, and now comics are culture. Mm-hmm. So what the a big thing about this show is yes, we do we do tend to lean towards the uh, the dark and the the counterculture again. Uh-huh. But that's what we're trying to get people back into. We're trying to get people to get into these original stories and these original tales that really feel and revitalize comics and get the original uh, creative. Uh, back out of comics because comics I mean with for lack of a better phrase comics have come with ups and downs you know Marvel has hit a lot of places where they don't ever want to go again in terms of creative nonsense you know yeah, and reusing stories and just just phoning it in Um, and we're here to tell you that That's not the norm. You know, there's a lot of comics out there that are breaking that mold and moving forward, and we want to shed some light on them.
0: Well, it's really ironic. We started this podcast saying we were going to cover the independents. Lately, we've been having Marvel and DC on here because they've started to operate a little bit more like the independents, where they put out new content with Batman. Yes, they're using their classic character but they've really reinvented the wheel on how to tell Batman stories out of continuity, and now it looks like they're going to do a little bit of that with Spider-Man over on Marvel. Uh, which Yeah. Go ahead.
1: No, no, I was just going to say, that just a, um, expanding on what you're talking about right now, Is the two big ones, the two main uh, comic distributors, DC and Marvel, are really taking a look at uh, what Image and Boom and all these indie studios are doing, and they're taking a page out of their playbook, and they're just—they're getting us original stories. Is that's what I think comic fans right now really want? Right. Um, I know there's those purists out there that want their issue numbers all in continuity, and they want to read this same story they've been reading for eighty years, ninety years, a hundred years, however long these these issues have been going on. But it's time to change. It's time to reinvent these characters it's time to reinvent these stories and tell something new give us something we haven't seen before well i think and that's what marvel and dc is doing
0: well i think they're doing something good where they're giving us both you know if you want that 80 year old story of batman it's still going read detective Comics. it's still there it's still
1: there absolutely it's still there uh and and detective comics with bringing doug in and the creative team that they have now uh, they're going to do some new stuff with uh, bringing in that Arkham Knight character. You yep. listen to last week's episode; you can hear Jesperson talk about that uh, uh, in extreme detail. He's very excited that yep. Arkham Knight is making the continuity uh, jump from a video game. To, I just
0: um, want—I just want to be clear: the Arkham Knight and the Grim Knight are two different characters.
1: Absolutely, two different, drastically different characters. We we still don't know. Um, much about this new Arkham Knight in Detective 1000, we'll have to see where it goes, because in the video game it's Jason Todd right? Uh, but in this comic book we don't know if that's going to be the same or if they're going to do something different I, I would be excited for both
0: oh yeah I don't mind if it's somebody else but if it's somebody else I hope it's good you know if it's like a like it's going to be a real eye opener because at this point with the Arkham Knight we already know who it is uh from the video game and I think that keeping it as Jason Todd will kind of let some people down
1: I don't know it just depends on the story that's written and moves forward with it uh I think I really think um that Jason Todd character is such a fan favorite he he really can do no wrong i mean even even in his bad books you know he's still jason todd and he's still the red hood and he's still the awesome yeah so we'll see you know i i like i said i'm not going to be disappointed if either happens if it's jason todd sweet let's go if it's somebody else sweet let's go
0: yeah uh anyway that's about all we have for this week uh jp you got anything you uh want to say before we sign off
1: no, I just want to say thanks so so much for all the listeners out there. You guys are the reason we do this show. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, we love doing it every week. We love telling people about new books. And uh, let us know your opinion. You can send us emails. You can get on our Facebook. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Instagram where we post stuff. Oh, uh, there's a lot of ways to keep up on uh, what we're doing and what we're talking about and become part of the conversation, become part of the show.
0: Uh, speaking of which, um, we have our Patreon up and going. So, if you go to pa- uh, patreon.com slash Comics, um, we have different tiers. So, if you want to contribute at $5, you um, get entered into a drawing for one of our t-shirts, and we give you um, a new nickname on the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not going to be good, but we'll give you one. Um, and if you submit or if you uh, donate $10, that $10 tier will get you entered into the, um, the contest for a t-shirt drawing um, smash and grab t-shirt designed by me or JP. We haven't figured that out yet, but it's going to be awesome. Um, and then um, you're going to get um th- something cool from our collections a foil cover a um anniversary issue something something that makes it's a little bit better than a common comic um and then uh if you go for the the $15 tier you get all of that but you don't get entered into the t-shirt contest you get a free t-shirt
1: yeah uh and i'll tell you right now uh if you do win one of those comic books from us yeah i have a very fine collection of awesome things and uh you'd be surprised uh in the mail for the value you get for that ten dollars or fifteen dollars those tiers uh that is a steal i mean five dollars is awesome but that ten and fifteen dollar when you get that in the mail you're gonna be like wow um i did not expect that because i have a lot of things up my sleeve that um I have not talked about on this show before uh-huh. or maybe you have heard me talk about them uh, some of our early days, uh, early episodes. But yeah, those 10 to $15 tiers are where it's at. I've got some primo stuff to send people.
0: I know. I do too. And, um, and I'm working out um, an idea for some bonus content that if you want to just um jump in for a dollar that you could get some bonus content maybe it's um, an interview that we weren't able to post for some reason or maybe it's a uh, spe- we're gonna I, I'm rolling around some ideas for special episodes um, honestly
1: we appreciate it all and uh, we're not a uh, we're not gonna sit here with our hands out asking you guys for money either um, ultimately the show will always be free we will always, produce free content in terms of people listening Uh so don't ever worry this is not going to be a show you're ever going to have to pay a premium subscription for it's just would you like to see a little bit behind the, the scenes or would you like to support us to the point where you get some cool swag
0: i mean here's the here's the deal right now we have um our hosting is paid for through our sponsors but we would like to um you know generate some more money so that we could um hit more of the conventions and get more of the interviews that you guys like to hear. Um, we seem to have the most downloads when we do interviews um, and I would love to do them. We just need uh, a little help to get there.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of work to get these creators in. It's a lot of like talking to them. And I, I attribute that to Tyler and his, um, consummate just pestering. I'm just kidding.
0: Con- uh. No, no. My, I'm very tenacious when I want something. I, <laughs> no, and when I want something, I will figure out how to do it. And in this case, a lot of cases, I want to talk to creators. So it sometimes it's as simple as uh, getting on their Instagram and leaving them a message and see if they'll reply back. And other times, I do have their actual email address and that kind of stuff. So I, I explore any avenue possible, and I'm always, you know, very polite and gracious even if they say no I'm very um, gracious so I'm talking with John Lees he and I he's from um, Scotland he's going to be our next interview um, but we're a little tight up JP I didn't tell you this we're a little tight up in the timing he is eight hours ahead of us and, yeah. so, and so he's asking if we can record Sunday evening his time of uh, not this uh, in a week from yesterday and so um, I was going to chat with you about that because I know you want to be on with him as well, but we may have to record on a Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, and we'll figure that out. I don't think that's a, that's going to be an issue. I think we're going to figure it out, and we're going to make it work, man. So yep. uh, look forward to the John Lees interview. Uh, if you're not sure who John Lees is, um, he is the creator of Sync, yes. uh, one of our favorite independent comics um, out of Tribe. What is it called? Tri- comics Tribe. Comics Sorry. Tribe. Yep, Comics Tribe. It is the most horrifying book of 2018. Man, it was crazy. Yeah. Better than better than Ice Cream Man. Even though I like Ice Cream Man. Yeah,
0: that's going to be my next get. Um, um, just so you know, if you are one of the writers on Ice Cream Man, I'm uh, going to be getting a call. You're going to getting an email um, <laughs> because uh, yeah, that's kind of my motive. I just pester until you say yes. Exactly. <laughs> just say yes,
1: and uh, you don't have to worry about it. All it, all it's going to cost you is a. Uh, Uh, a couple of beers and a little bit of your time. Exactly.
0: Well, anyway, John, let's move on. It's time to say goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Hopefully next next week we'll be back in the same room together. Um, Yeah, next
1: week you should be in the same time slot, same bat channel, same bat place, baby.
0: Same bat channel. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you guys later. This is the King of Comics. Sitting with me is, of course, The Puff Daddy of comic books.
1: All right. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Yeah. JP Jones. later. Later.